man, people crazy out these streets, bro. I've been grinding since I was like 15 with this music, bro. I've learned that I can't please everybody. And there's been a lot of love, but there's also been misunderstanding, hate, and this box they put me in. And it makes them uncomfortable if I'm not in it. DJ KJ. And I ain't in it. Whoa, What's up? Welcome back to I Went Out. I'm Manny. I'm Vic. And today is a continuation of our conversation with Pastor Kobe of Encounter Church in Waldorf, Maryland, and Alex Stone of the Transparency Report. Last week we kind of talked about um, just defining self-sacrifice and explaining what that looks like. Today we're going to kind of lean in on cancel culture. But before we get into that, just a reminder to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, and or Google Play. Leave a rating and or review that's helpful to us, but it's also helpful to you guys so that you don't miss out on any content when it drops. All right, let's get into this, guys. Your view on cancel culture within the body of Christ. Did we did we define cancel culture? Uh, the, I guess we should define on the Urban culture. Dictionary that way. I don't know, because I don't know if some of our listeners have uh, heard cancel culture. I, I don't know. think we did. Did we do that, Alex? No, we did not. Do you want to you wanna take the reins on that? Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, basically, it is... Um, <laughs> Pretty self-explanatory, oh, yeah. right? Jumped right in, right? I'm yeah. Like, um, basically, it's when, you know, an individual or a group of people uh, stop um, endorsing you know, a brand or a person, an individual, uh, based upon uh, their behavior or actions um, or even their, like, endorsement uh, of certain things that um, uh, in terms of dealing with, uh, like, uh, social and racial injustices. Okay. Um, So, like, for instance, a lot of people stop buying from Home Depot uh, because of the, you know, they um they were not supportive of the Black Lives Matter movement, mm-hmm. or you know a certain celebrity you know tweeted or reposted something racist, and then it's like oh nope gonna cancel you you know you're you're trying to um basically um I guess in a way hurt their brand or their um uh. Yeah, pretty much their brand or their popularity, their kind of like status to where they would try to change their behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, that's basically it. Um I guess we you, we can talk about what that looks like within Christian circles. Yeah. Uh throughout the episode. But I mean from like a secular point of view, that's that's pretty much what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I think obviously In the secular world There are clear instances Where you will press a cancel button Pretty quickly right? Yeah Okay Yeah Alright um, So I guess you can kind of touch on that too From a secular standpoint But also use like more specifically Just as Christians in the body of Christ Yeah Because I think we're seeing it a lot there too Yeah absolutely um, How do I want to start that? Do I want to start the secular standpoint Or the church standpoint first? Um, I think, I mean, in a secular world, we shouldn't expect anything less. Yeah. Um, like when someone wrongs you or someone does something or says something stupid, like you're like, okay, well, I'm done with you. That's, I mean, I did that <laughs> as a, as a young dude, I would like, you, you, you cross we're, we're all guilty of that at yeah. one point. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I cancel people so much. So like, they won't even, they won't even listen to me when I want to share the gospel with them now. They're like, uh, uh-uh, you ain't got nothing to say to me. You ain't got nothing to say to me then. You ain't got nothing to say to me now. So. <laughs> 
and that's that's a that's a way to have to walk around with now like that is a regret of mine like man i wish i would not have just cut them off like that back in the day i wish i would have not have burnt that bridge it's a really and, good point um so there is a regret part of that for me um and just how it affected my where i am now to where they won't even listen to me um because i cut them off but again it was like when people would uh yeah so <laughs> all right so i used to um one thing that has always bothered me um is anti-semitic comments because i am like i have a jewish heritage um my grandfather was a jewish immigrant so anytime i heard some anti something anti-semitic it, it would i would just cut you off you had nothing to say to me though i was not a practicing jew you what you were saying and how you're like all these terrible things you're saying about Jewish Jewish people and Jewish cultures. Like you're, you're talking about my my grandfather, talking about my all his family members and family members that he we lost during the Holocaust. So it's like I would cut you off instantly the second you made any kind of Jewish joke or anytime you talk about my nose, I'm coming for your life, and then I'm gonna cut you off. <laughs> like I'm gonna cancel you. Like I have I want nothing to do with you. And I, you you just yeah yeah. Um, so that was from a secular standpoint, and even still today. As a as a professing Christian man, you still talk a, you, an anti-Semitic comment, or when you try to anything related to Jewish culture, like it'll still set me off. Yeah. Um, to the point, like I even remember when COVID first broke out, I was like, it's only a matter of time before they blame the Jews. <laughs> Somehow, the way it's always them Jews and their money, they cause something. <laughs> so, and of course, they paid the Chinese. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And then, of course, I saw an article that was very. I'm not going to say which way they were leaning, but I think every, our listeners can figure out which way it was probably leaning. Mm-hmm. Where they were blaming the Jews for COVID, for all this, and for funding everything. It was just like, man, y'all, like, just leave the Jews alone. Leave them alone, all right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, that kind of stuff still bothers me to this day. Um, and now I have to be a little more respectful and point out the blind spots. I'm like, look, guys, y- yeah, mm-hmm. you can't just be, yes, they believe in something. Like, they're not Christians, but you can't be talking like that kind of mess. Mm-hmm. It's dangerous. That kind of mess yeah, we're not we not to get into that. But yeah. anyway, like Deshaun Jackson and his little yeah man, antics. yeah <laughs> yeah. He didn't get canceled all the way though. No, it seems like a lot of the players really leaned in, yeah. and really educate educated him on. And I think that's the approach we needed to. Okay, so that's gonna get us into the church side too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think there was two. There's two passages that really stick out to me um, in regards to, I guess, the church and cancel culture. Um, and the first verse, the, our first passage is when Jesus in the, um, the um, Sermon on the Mount is talking about loving your enemies. Um, for if you love those who who love you, what reward will you have? Don't even the tax collectors do the same. And if you greet only your brothers, what are you doing out of the ordinary? Don't even the Gentiles do the same. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Yeah. So when I read that, it's almost like a sense of like, man, I can't just up and cancel somebody Hmm. somebody i don't disagree someone that i disagree with and who i guess would be my perceived enemy i can't just up and cancel you um because jesus says like i gotta love you and uh i think sometimes if in the cancel culture realm it's really about tearing you down and cutting you off and as a christian i shouldn't that shouldn't be my go-to thing to do especially if a non-believer with a a non-believer especially i shouldn't do that but even with a believer I, i shouldn't just quickly cancel you i need to take my time and to have this conversation with you so there's that but then there is in a little a little later in matthew when jesus is commissioning the 12 where he says when you enter the any town or village find the uh find out who is worthy and stay there until you leave 
Greet a household when you enter it, and if the household is worthy, let it pe- let your peace be on it. But if it is unworthy, let your peace return to you. If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, shake the dust off your feet when you leave that house or town. I assure you, it will be more tolerable in that day of judgment for the land of Sodom, or Sodom and Gomorrah than for that town. Hmm. Jesus just straight up said, cancel them. <laughs> like, if they're not willing to hear or receive, done. Yeah. Um, so, and I think there is, so there is that fine line of like, if someone says something wild, like in the church realm, if someone says something wild um, and just says something completely out of line, there has to be this, this, I don't want to say intervention, but there has to be this dialogue. Um, an opportunity for us, like, you know, for them to talk and to work it through. But if they're not willing to listen, it's like, okay, well, we talked. Yeah. You didn't listen. Sorry. Mm-hmm. It's just that, like, so that's my take on that. And then even for a non-believer, I think we as Christians should really, I think, give a little more grace in that area. Because, mm-hmm. um, again, I think even going back to our last episode, last Wednesday when um, Kobe was talking, or one of you guys said something about, you know, we can't have that expectation to live the same way and to do these things when they don't know who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think a little more grace has to be extended to those individuals who just pop off and say something wild yeah. um, rather than just canceling them right away or even canceling them after one conversation. I think it needs to take a little more time. So yeah. that's just my take. I could be way off and someone's going to cancel me now because I said it like that. But no, it's no, okay. No. I'm that's, all right with that. <laughs> that's perfect, man. It's perfect. Kobe, I know you have some interesting thoughts on this as well. Your take, man. <laughs> well, I don't even know what they are, but he said they were interesting. I, no, I, I know, I know. I'm pretty sure I know. Yeah. So, <laughs> I unpopular opinion alert, right? Yeah. So, um, cancel culture to me. Um, I know as a pastor, I, I've got to champion forgiveness and grace. And Jesus said we got to forgive people seventy times seven. Mm. You know, and all that. I get that. Um, but Jesus was also a champion for justice. Mm-hmm. And and we got to understand where cancel culture comes from. Yeah. It comes from the marginalized. It's a yeah. tool that, that marginalized people uh, utilized in order to get justice when the majority culture was either unwilling to hear them or too slow to do the right thing. Yeah. So, so majority culture actually created cancel culture because it silenced the voices of minorities for centuries and was unwilling to, to hear a different side and empathize with people that were crying out like the woman in the Bible that's crying out to the, to the ungodly judge. Mm -hmm. And she keeps calling for justice. Yeah. You know, eventually he relents. But cancel culture would have stepped in and said, okay, this judge ain't going to do it, so he's taking too long, so we're going to step in, and we're going to um, um, kind of organize organically, a grassroots organize, and, and we're going to call attention to an issue that isn't being talked about. Yeah. And so for me, uh, cancel culture is more a tool of rebellion. Mm. Um And folks are shaking in their boots because they're going, oh, no, all of my life is is out there on the Internet. And so somebody is going to find out about something that I've done in my past. Here's the thing for me. Cancel culture isn't just going and digging into people's past. It's highlighting what's in their heart. Yeah. 
That's good. Yeah. And it's calling that out. And, and yes, we need to be forgiving, but we also uh, need to be called to repentance. Mm. Um, you know, we're talking about people that have been uh, predator, sexual predators, uh, the wine stains of the world. We're talking about the response to uh, rape culture was hashtag me too, which is a cancel culture movement. Yeah. And, and while it is terrifying for some, because we've all, we all have mistakes in our past, at the same time, it's empowering to those that have been left voiceless and feeling like um, I can't speak up and say what's happened to me because nobody's going to believe me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a tool. And so, so I champion it, but I, I want to put boundaries around it as well. Yeah. That's solid, man. That's, That's solid. Good. Yeah. Uh, Alex? So, um, I, I, I'm with Kobe on this one just because, I mean, I, and I've said this on my podcast. Say it again for the people in the back, Alex. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm with Kobe. I thought on I was going to be alone. <laughs> I'm with Kobe on this one, and, and I'm not ashamed to say it. I mean, I've said it, you know, publicly on my podcast. Um, I've actually canceled going to places and eating at spots and, you know, buying clothing because of, of um, things that have turned up where it's been racist or sexist or any, you know, anything. Cause I'm not, cause it's just not, it's, let me put it this way. I love table flipping Jesus. Okay. <laughs> and I'm not, Amen. I'm not ashamed to say that. I'm with you on that. Everybody one. wants, everybody wants to think, you know, Jesus was all we should forgive and all these nice and kumbaya moments and all all of this, but y'all won't forget whenever Jesus was at the temple and he saw them tax collectors in his house and he done flipped the table on them and said, not in my house. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like we have to, like Kobe was saying, like this is, this has been a, um, like an igniting ignition point for the voiceless because we wouldn't have heard about you know these racist incidents or these police incidents of police brutality where people have been murdered um, for just living their lives um, if it wasn't for these types of movements. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cancel culture is basically saying we're not endorsing this behavior and we're doing this right. to garner accountability for these actions. Yeah, and that's all it is, um, and that's rightfully so. You know, all it's all it's saying is that we're not endorsing your behavior, and we just want you to be accountable for it. It's not it's not a stretch to say that that's unreasonable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think within. Um, so within like Christian circles and things of that nature, like I think the same applies mm-hmm. to a higher standard because we are Christians. We know the tenets of Christianity. We know the foundations of um, of Christ. So we should be held to a higher standard. 
if I see one of my brothers and sisters acting out of pocket, it's my responsibility to hold them accountable and to say, hey, man, like, I don't endorse this bad behavior. You know, I don't, I'm not with, I don't endorse your behavior. You should be accountable for it and then repent from it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm okay with it. I really am okay with it. And if, you know, that's uh controversy or whatever, well, I mean, Jesus was a controversial cat. He yeah. was. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. It's, I mean, he did get Jesus. crucified. So, for what he right. was saying. Jesus would have, Jesus would have canceled the Pharisees. Absolutely. Right. You know, um, Jesus points out, well, no, Paul points out, um, oh, shucks, I'm forgetting the reference, but the, some guy that was being sexually immoral in the Corinthian church, and he goes, listen, we're going to turn this brother over to Satan. Hmm. Like, that's in the Bible. Mm. <laughs> like, that's probably the worst form of canceling someone. But he says it so that, you know, he might be brought to repentance. Yeah. That that he might be saved on the day of the Lord's return. And, and I don't have time to go into the, the whole context of, of that story. But, you know, in essence, that's what, what cancel culture is saying. We're going to call out the hypocrisy. Yeah highlight the sin that people have glossed over or brushed under the rug and we're saying no this isn't acceptable mm -hmm. and it's not saying that because we're calling out hypocrisy that we ourselves are going to be hypocritical and overlook our own issues someone else has the right to call us you know to the floor of repentance yeah um and and but but at the end of the day it's you you can't have you know the the media calling people out and saying hey um this is not right for folks to be out looting and rioting and and doing all of these sorts of things because they're afraid of being called out on their own issues um by by cancel culture and and right now um even the church is afraid of cancel culture and i'm seeing people preaching sermons on it because they're afraid of being called to the floor yeah. and and that should be something that's really terrifying that we're afraid of someone calling us out because we ourselves should have been the ones holding up the mirror mm -hmm. and saying there are some things in our lives and our practices that we need to repent of and we need to turn uh, away from um, and we're afraid of being exposed when we should have been doing the hard work of introspection and and repentance ourselves yeah. before that even had to had to happen externally yeah that's good yeah that's really good man <laughs> that's really good y'all killed that yeah <laughs> definitely uh, one of the things that was told to me um over the past few months that really disturbed me was that we are to um we are to portray more of what we're for than what we're against and it bothered me because um yes that's true but jesus not only spoke on what he was for he spoke on very clearly what he was against and um and i do believe that as christians we are to know what we're for and what we're against 
and to stand on truth, to rebuke with love. Um, and so um, it's just it's been something that I've been learning. So I don't disagree with you guys at all no. on that. You know, even even recently, I have been just learning more and more about what the Bible says on cancel culture, uh, because honestly, this just this whole climate, the, I, I won't say it's the first time I've heard of it. Obviously, it's been around for all of time. But just it's becoming one of those more pop culture yeah. terms, and uh, and so I've been educating myself on that, and so I definitely I have learned to definitely agree with that um, in, in the sense of there there are times where you're going to have to push back. Uh, one of the things that that's hard for me personally is because of my personality um, is I can become very resentful um, to people, and so. You know, I'm always I'm always the kind of person that's like I want to check my heart on things, um, in the way that I'm going at a person. And there was a couple times um, this this uh, summer where I was very close to literally canceling, to literally um, letting go of my. Uh, I'm trying to say this without getting in trouble. Letting go of uh, my status or positions, um, and because I wanted to stand on what was truth. And what I knew was truth, um, because the in, in, in the book of James it tells us that those who know to do right and don't, um, they're in sin. And so um, I stood hard on that, and and so just reflecting on that now, and just you know uh, researching um, how cancel culture has been and stuff, uh, it's it's just I've really come to the conclusion that um, it's okay to know what you're against and it's okay to rebuke with love it's okay to stand on your truth it's okay to push back um it's okay to do these things um so that's pretty much you know my position on it yeah yeah i i think the problem is that um there's a lack of civility when when it comes to people having differing opinions um, whereas it used to be, you know, we could sit down and have a conversation or even a debate or an argument, mm. um, and things wouldn't get out of, it, it wouldn't be taken personally. Yeah. And it just seems like everything is taken personally and there is no room for compromise. There is no room for understanding. Mm. And I think when you have that as a part of cancel culture, then it becomes dangerous. Mm-hmm. because then what you're just doing is creating an echo chamber where where only the people that share my views are right and have a right to be heard. Yeah. Um, well, that's not true. Um, and that's a, I think that's a dangerous side effect of, of unchecked cancel culture. But, but as far as, you know, uh, what you're talking about, I think, cancel culture is is still something that that is being demonized but you just need diverse opinions and to know the history of it Mm -hmm. to understand why it's a powerful tool uh that that i think is going to bring about positive well it's already doing that it's bringing about positive change in the culture um it's just those that are afraid of it often are the ones that have something to hide (laughs) amen would you say kind of what we just saw this past week with Todd White 
it's kind of the benefit of cancel culture. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you guys, um, first of all, are familiar with Ty White, um, but for our listeners and um, Alex and Kobe, um, if any of you guys saw the American Gospel, Ty White was one of the pastors that um, was highlighted mm-hmm. um, and, and shown in his era. Yeah. Um, and they, I guess, you know, one of the things that he did and that they highlighted is just um, discipleship um, tactics, I guess, that he does where he kind of like manipulates to show a miracle um, in order to convince um, non-believers that um, Jesus can do this for them if they believe that Jesus can do this kind of miracle. And so he would manipulate feet, basically, or, or the length of a leg um, where one leg was like shorter than the other and then he would do something where it would make it look like they were the same length. Yeah. Um, and, and many people canceled him, myself included, yeah, you know, I, I didn't. Well, he's listen. also a prosperity gospel preacher. Yeah, he's a prosperity, prosperity gospel preacher. I cancel you quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so I mean, I didn't. You know, I never really listened to any his his sermons or anything after that. Um, always, anytime I saw him on social media or something, automatically was like, no, not not looking at his stuff. Yeah. Um, but recently, he came out. Well, at first he called it demonic. Yeah. When he got for when he first got called and when he finally saw it and he saw that people were calling him on it and but they tried to interview him and mm-hmm. he didn't want to do it. He called it demonic. He said they were all possessed by demons. Right. Um and then, but but somehow some way the seed that was planted was watered. I feel like by Christ and um this this man went before his congregation recently and for the first time I think in his life and he admitted this himself preach the full gospel yeah. and it was encouraging to see um he repented of his ways preached the full gospel and um i don't think his congregation was ready they were not ready yeah <laughs> they weren't ready right. yeah so that's why i brought that up it's like is that in a sense like when you see i mean a sense of cancel culture and you're like with the way you guys broke it down i'm kind of like calling out calling out for repentance is like and that's what happened there and mm-hmm. that's what I think the yeah. end goal is to see people seeing their error and then repenting from that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like so so we're talking about in the secular culture, maybe seeing the fruit and people um, uh, seeing justice or or having their ways changed or seeing things from a different perspective. But yeah, to bring that to the church. um, these guys that are teaching prosperity gospel and and other branches of unorthodox doctrine um, or false gospel, you yeah. know, they need to be called out. Yeah, and and that's uh, like we see Paul go to to Peter on it in mm-hmm. the in the Bible. We see where people that were preaching something anything other than the gospel that you know Paul says anything other than what I taught you. Um, anything other than what Jesus modeled and and spoke, we need to be calling folks out. And none of us are exempt from that. Nope. We we need to be um, showing fruit of repentance when we do do that. Because yeah. I think it was a year or two ago that Benny Hinn repented of yeah. teaching prosperity gospel. But yeah. I think we still kind of see him benefiting yeah. from uh, from that movement. And yeah. so we need to see fruit in the church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but, but the church is not exempt from, uh, people getting 
called to the floor as a result of cancel culture. It can produce actually good fruit. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I think I would, I think, I think all of us on this call, like if we're in error, one of praying that one of us would call one of each other out like, Hey bro, (laughs) you out of line. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you're my friend if you do it privately before somebody else has to do it publicly. Yes. Yes. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Amen. I mean, uh, hey, Colby, uh, hey, bro, let's let's get lunch real quick. <laughs> okay. Uh-oh. Or Col- <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> or, or Colby hit me up, hey, Nick, bro, we need to talk. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, all right. I definitely <laughs> popped off, I guess. I said something wrong. <laughs> yep. Amen. Amen. All right. Um, so let's kind of round this off because I know we kind of discussed more so about the in-person stuff, but we see a lot of things on social media. Um, so real quick, can we kind of like give give that angle? How can we, um, how can we rebuke in love? How can we do these things um, and even lean in with grace on social media? Because it's so tough. But but how how do we do that? um, Well, (laughs) I know that's loaded. I'm sorry. I canceled Facebook, so (laughs) (laughs) I can't speak for that point. I mean, I'm really not on Facebook. I might get on maybe once a week um Mm -hmm. and it's usually because someone sends me something and i want to see what it is um but other than that like facebook is just not because again it's i think what did you talk about earlier colby how there's just no civil conversations on facebook Mm -hmm. um you got people saying stuff on facebook that they would never dare say to someone in their face yeah um so that's why i generally stay like it's i just stay away from facebook and i've i've been kind of weaning off of facebook even before all of this Mm -hmm. um but I think even on if someone were to say something like I think I would still navigate to try to have a conversation in person rather than just outright canceling somebody or I think because if I follow you and you're like you know not if I'm like following someone on Instagram like and they say something like I can't I can just unfollow Um, but if you're like if we're actually a close relationship and we're on social media like I'm generally going like I would what I'd rather have an in-person conversation or conversation on the phone rather than on social media absolutely um because again like i think even if you can hear my voice you can hear you can hear the uh my emotion you can hear my intent then on social media i could say something um i could say something in person but i could type it up and it says something completely different Mm -hmm. um but when you hear my tone i think tone and just all that it's a lot different um so i would always just navigate towards hey let's talk in person yeah um so yeah, that's just kind of because I'm not a, like I'm on Instagram, mm-hmm. but I'm not on Instagram just scrolling through. Usually I post something on Instagram. Yeah. And I'm just Instagram like, yeah, I'm is not really a blog now. It's like yeah. Facebook is the blog for the old heads and everybody yeah. who has their opinion on conspiracy <laughs> theories and stuff. Yeah, don't get me started on conspiracy theories. Yeah, that's today. where you see it, man. And people don't know how to use Twitter, so you see it mostly on Facebook. Yeah. All right, Kobe, thoughts? Yeah. Um, I, I I feel like. Um, if you're going to call somebody out, like I think this is the old Chris Hodges saying, but uh, he says, connect before you correct. Mm. Like <laughs> I see there's so much wrong that I see on social media, especially on uh, Facebook and Twitter yeah. um, that I would, it would become my, my full-time job correcting people. <laughs> yes. Um, but I'm not going to, uh, I don't think it's effective to do that with people um, that you don't have some sort of relationship with. 
That's really good. And so if you're if if you see somebody out there that a lot of times folks are baiting people anyway into arguments. Yeah. That's all they're doing. They're gaslighting, they're bait baiting people into arguments that they can't win, straw man, yeah. you know, arguments and all that sort of stuff. So it's not worth it. It's just gonna be um uh, you expending energy that you could have devoted elsewhere mm-hmm. that would have been much more productive. So, so for me, when I see somebody on line that's getting out of pocket, I'm only going to reach out to them um, if I have a relationship with them. Yeah. And, and I think that's the, the best approach. Yeah. Like it's brother to brother. I got to go or sister to sister. I got to go and talk to somebody when I see them saying something ridiculous um, and I've got a relationship with you, otherwise I'm just going to unfollow you. Mm-hmm. I might not unfriend you, but I have been unfollowing people left and right on Facebook. Amen. And it's been great. My, my <laughs> Facebook feed is feeling so much, makes me feel so much better yeah. nowadays than it did about a couple of months ago. Yeah. So that's my approach. Yeah. All right, Alex. KT. S E, keep that same energy. That's what I got to say. <laughs> Love it. That's what I got to say, especially on social media. Yeah. Like for me personally, my social media has definitely become an echo chamber mm. because I just don't have the time nor the energy to just deal with people's foolishness and mm. correct them on things. Like even mm. on my feed that I've like, like Kobe said, I've unfollowed or you know, in some cases I've unfriended after trying to, you know, be civil and, and try to get through this, like, like even, even now that I've kind of purged it and shrunk it down to like a kind of close knit group, mm-hmm. there's still like friends of friends. You know what I'm saying? When you go on their feed, you're not friends with them, but you know, since y'all got mutual friends, right? you kind yeah. of see the, the comments and the threads. And it's like, why do we have friends of friends or, you know, commonality friends or whatever? Why are we going debating about just like all of this stuff? You know what I mean? And people would like you saying, people are saying outlandish stuff. So I just, me personally, I don't have the time nor the patience for it anymore. Mm-hmm. Like y'all go ahead and do y'all. If, if you really, really <laughs> want to debate and, you know, Gaslight, like Kobe was saying, because a lot of people just looked to to engage and get ruffle feathers. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. A lot of people truly don't care. They just want to garner a reaction yeah. um, because they themselves kind of feel like they get some clout from it, right? Like, oh, I showed you. Look at me. Like, mm-hmm. look, I got 128 comments on my thread, and I proved all these people wrong. Like, dude, I don't care, bro. Yeah. Keep that same energy, okay? I'm going to stand on what I believe in and keep doing what I'm doing. And you can do what you're doing. But I'm not I'm not with it no more, man. Like there's got to be there's got to be a moment where you start um, investing in your self care and your self health. And it's not healthy for any of us to get online and go through these online debates. Mm-hmm. I remember back in like 2016, you know, um, everybody online was just, it was craziness yeah. uh, with, you know, the results from the election. And then there was this whole new movement, um, civil rights movement 
starting to boil up. Uh, you know, Black Lives Matter kicked off. It was just like, man, the whole, it was like a whole blast on social media. And, you know, Facebook was definitely the powder keg for all that. Like, I mean, so you gotta, you gotta use some discernment and you gotta really kind of step away and say, is this really healthy for me? Mm. Is this really conducive to what I'm trying to accomplish in my walk, uh, in social justice? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you know, some people, that's their thing. That's what they like to do. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm getting older, man. I'm getting older. <laughs> I, you know, my kids getting older. I ain't got time. I ain't got time to be, yeah, <laughs> to yeah. be all like that. Yeah. That's wisdom, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that is that is wisdom. Amen. Now, I, I agree with, with all of you guys. Um, I think each of you gave, like, some, some great tips on that. Um, I know recently I had... It wasn't on social media. It was through a text. And it wasn't a text that was sent to me. It was a text that was sent to um, my mother. And it was a close family friend of mine. And this wasn't the first time in the summer where she sent something that was very, very controversial. Um, I'm not going to go like deep into it because she may be listening to this if you are. <laughs> Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, so I ignored um, the first text message so my mom kind of like sent it to me so that I could kind of give my thoughts back to her because I could kind of speak on the topic a little more better than, than she could um, so I ignored the first one this week she sent something after sending that one the initial one like a couple weeks ago she sent something else um, with scripture twisting scripture and also had a line in there that wasn't even from scripture and so <laughs> So I decided to then, because she was twisting scripture, I decided to respond then um, by basically just saying, first of all, let's talk about this because um, I want to hear your voice in this. I don't want to go back and forth with you on text message. Let's have a conversation. So we ended up talking on the phone the very next day and um, realized very quickly the era that she was in and stuff. And um, and I just gave her specifically from scripture what the word said on a specific issue and laid it out to her very plain and simple. Um, and so, uh, uh, like like Kobe was saying, I wrote this down I and mean, I'm going to have to keep this. I like connect before you can correct, um, because I think that is so true. Yeah, because because I had that relation. This woman has known me since I was like four years old. Um my grandfather would mentor her and, and stuff like that. And so because I had that connection with her, I felt it in my heart that I needed to have that conversation with her. Now, on social media, there's a lot of people that I've seen that have posted things and stuff. And like Alex and like you guys have been saying, there's wisdom and just ignoring, I'm following, I'm friending because I don't have that connection with you. I don't need to see this. It's not my duty to correct you. So I'm going to just leave it alone. Um, so I've, I've learned to have wisdom on social media. I think that's, that's really, really needed because it can get so heated and so tough, but, um, you know, people show their their true colors on there and it's a shame. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. So we're going to close it out. Um, do you have any final words? No, I think y'all. Kobe and Alex, y'all are wise, man. Yeah, I'm awesome. Glad having you back on. It's been a minute. Amen. Amen. <laughs> glad to be back. <laughs> yeah, glad to be back, man. Yeah, love you guys, man. Yes, sir. 
All right. Um, just a reminder to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Leave a rating and or review. We appreciate those who have already done that. And we will talk to you guys soon. Peace. See you.